Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Right. Welcome to a special episode of New Mindset Who Dis. I think it's special because uh, I've only done a couple episodes on dating and relationships, and they've always been the most popular one. So I figured you got to give the people what they want. But this time I was like, you know what? Instead of going all Case Kenny on you guys talking about how you need to embrace your hoe phase or telling you an awkward story about your boy getting ghosted or something like that, I figured I'd bring in someone to offer some fresh perspective. Decided to bring in the big guns. I decided to bring in someone who certainly has had his fair share of relationship, drama, experiences, perspective, uh, all very much in the in the public spotlight. Um, you might know him from The Bachelor season twenty one. You might know him before that from The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. You might have seen him on Dancing with the Stars. Maybe you tune into his podcast, The Vile Files. He's a man who is definitely taller in person, so I'll give you that. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got the homie Nick Vile here with me today. How are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Of nice course. To be here. It's funny. I, we were just talking beforehand. Nick is from the Midwest, like myself, and I look at him. I look at me. It's like a before and after. I'm super pale, Midwest. Nick's out here living in L.A., uh, all all tanned up. Uh, how are you liking it out here? Uh, I like it for yeah. for that for that reason. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I have a better complexion with a little bit of sun. That's nice. <laughs> See, man, I feel like I'm happier. I've only been here for like 12 hours. I just feel like... Just feel it's, like it's nice. You just go up. I don't like lie out or anything, but <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, work out outside for a good 30 minutes and that's all you really need. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, my thighs cool. are a little white, though. I don't, What's that? My thighs are a little white. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. take the time to... Yeah, the, I get full the, body the, experience. Full, the full body tan. Yeah, yeah maybe, uh, maybe I'll work on that while I'm out here. But... Uh, Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you you coming on, and I, I want to hop right into it. And you know, to be honest, uh, you know, I've I've never I don't think I've ever watched a complete episode of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, anything like that. Uh, and the way that I know you before all that, so like I'm like unbiased. Like the Nick that I know was the Nick from like your Instagram story. Someone posted something a couple months back from your Ask Nick okay. series that you do, um, and it was it was some dating question, and you answered it. And I was like, wow, holy shit! Like that was like a really great answer from from my opinion like that was that was really awesome and i i really appreciated it because i don't i don't but it was it was cool because it was like a long-winded clearly as someone who overthinks things and your answer was like one sentence and it was just like boom it was just like so so simple like you simplified it so much and like that's what i'm all about you know and the show and new mindset it's like how can you simplify things how can you not overthink things so much so like that's kind of what i wanted to talk about today to leverage your your nick no bullshit kind of answers to to dating and relationships see if we could help some people out see if we can help people understand like what is the 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 best most effective mindset behind dating so that 
you're happy while you're dating, you're not hating yourself, you're not overthinking everything. Um, so that's what I figured we'd talk about. And I think the, the, the best way to start with that is something that I heard recently. Someone DM'd it to me. It's this, this thing called the taxi light theory. It's from Sex in the, Siri, Sex in the City, also something that I've, I've never really watched. But uh, it's this idea that guys in particular have a certain time where their taxi light is on and they're actively looking for a serious relationship. Otherwise, if their light isn't on or it's like a flashing yellow and a girl gets into the metaphorical cab, like it's just the shit's not going to work. And that's, that's the theory. And it comes back to this idea of timing is everything in relationships. I, I, don't, I think that simplifies things way too much. Uh, but I, cer I certainly think that timing is important. I, I, I ask people to ask you questions, and a lot of the questions were around timing. How do you know if the timing is right? How do you know if you're ready? Like Things like that. So I'll just throw that at you. And I'd love, why don't, what do you think about the taxi light theory? Is that is I mean, that I'm just hearing it now, but yeah, I mean, certainly in. timing matters. I mean, you, there's no, there's no, uh, no arguing that uh, in certain situations, uh, timing plays a role when people meet and things going on. Uh, but, you know, I'm also kind of a, a big believer in uh, people will like to use timing as like an excuse for not getting what they want. Uh, I was like, oh, it's just not the right time, and so I'll just wait things out. But usually I find, especially with, with men, but I think people in general, is that if they really want something, they'll make it happen. Um, and so if you are, say, pursuing someone in a relationship and it's not working out for whatever reason and you um, you make kind of have the excuse of timing, it, it might just be their yeah. not that into you. Yeah, um, it, is, it is a great excuse. I, I find that guys... Uh, I think guys will fall harder than women um, in certain situations. Uh, you know, I think women sometimes generally get the stereotype of they tend to lead with their emotions more than men. But I think when men uh, really uh, ha are fall for a, a woman, they they get even more crazy. Yeah. I think men can get really can really uh, lose lose it so to speak when uh they feel kind of helpless and powerless uh with their emotions is that and like probably a, because they're not used to is that like an ego it. thing you think like they like uh, they, they feel helpless because like oh what is this feeling like what is going I, on i think it might just be they're not used to it yeah um <laughs> you know they have less experience of of leading with their emotions and and opening up about those things and when they do um they can really kind of be a, a I mean, very emotional. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I guess with timing, it's just, I think that's true to a certain degree, but with the taxi like theory, uh, if a taxi in that, if using the same analogy, I think if a guy's a taxi and he happens to see a patron, he really wants to pick up, he'll kick out <laughs> Ooh, passenger. I love it. If he, if he really finds, um, that person to be a, a, a really great yeah. customer, I, I like guess that. that would be. <laughs> Dig this metaphor. Yeah, I mean, timing, it's, it's, it's all relative. I mean, uh, timing comes into play, obviously, when, you know, maybe, when there might be an age gap when two people yeah. meet. Um, um, you know, like the, the age gap that you meet when you are dating someone, right? Like uh, I remember when I was 28 and uh, it was a great relationship I had with this uh, ex-girlfriend. When I met her, she was 21. And I remember being really kind of weirded out. Like I was just like, ah, I don't know. You know, she was still in college it was a seven year age gap, um, which really isn't that big of a deal. It was more that she was so much like she at the point of her life, you know, she was in this point of her life where she was still in college. I was six, seven years removed from college. And it was, um, we ultimately had dated for two and a half years and she was a great person, but sometimes that timing issue of, um, there were some years in which 21 to 25, 26, I think everyone really grows up a lot and kind of figures themselves out. So that can be an aspect of, of, of timing sure. in terms of where you are in each other's lives. I think post-college, you know, there's, it, there's variables, but everyone's kind of in that, um, you know, you're done with college, you seemingly may have some sort of career or, or not. But And then if you're looking to settle down, you know, that, that could happen, you know, right away for you early in your twenties, uh, right after college and for other people it might happen later. So you're all kind of generally looking for the same thing. And, um, ideally I think hopefully you meet someone who, you know, there's that kind of going out stage and party stage of that, that people might have. And, um, 
I remember when I was uh, in that relationship, it was a big deal for me to just be like, well, if I'm going to do this, uh, I got to make sure that, you know, this person has experiences of the things that she, I can't hold them back, you know? And so that timing can matter that way. So what do you, so I, like, I've, I've done a couple episodes, like I mentioned on relationships. And one of those things, I don't know if it's unique to you, to me, but I call it the hoe phase. Your hoe phase isn't necessarily where you're just being slutty or anything like that. It's, it's where you're going out and you're just experiencing flavors for the purpose of knowing what you don't want. Not necessarily to learn what you do want. Of course, that would be the intended effect. But so you can understand, I don't like this, that, or the other. If like that's part of the the growing phase, maybe that's part of the phase where people are like, I'm going to focus on me right now and just really understand what I want and what I need. Like, how do you know when you're when you're done with that? Is it when you meet this right person? Is it where you're like, all right, I've got enough perspective. Now I'm going to go out and be serious. Like, what do you say to those people who are like, I, you know, I just I need I need time for me. I need time to understand. Like, when do you know when are you done with that? I mean, it varies for, for everyone else. I, I also think a lot of that comes from you know, how we grew up, kind of expectations that we had as kids, um, trying to kind of replicate what our parents had or, um, you know, not replicate what our parents had sometimes. Um, you know, I grew up very conservatively in a very traditional family household and I had a great, great childhood. And so for me, when I was younger, the expectation was I would, you know, settle down and get married like 24, 25. Um, and that has changed. So I think it, it, it really just depends on the person. I think, Nowadays, people are selling down earlier because it be, we've become less and less traditional as a society. Yeah. It almost seems ridiculous now. I mean, people still do it, and in certain parts of the country, it's more prevalent. But um, you know, the idea that you graduate from college and you meet someone um, and then get married, and again, a lot of it can be timing can work against you sometimes. I think a lot of times. Uh, people get engaged and married because of that reason where it's just like they're at the stages of their life. It's like, all right, I dated a couple girls. I went to college and maybe I had a serious girlfriend or two. And then I graduate college. I get this job. And this is kind of my set. It's just like, well, kind of the next person I fall in love with, I'm going to get engaged to, you know, like how do you really know the difference? And kind of to your point is you only, you probably have a, you know, 24, 25, a somewhat limited dating uh, experience. And so, I've never been that type of person where I consciously was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I just want to meet a bunch of people. Um, at the same time, like I was in pretty much three serious relationships in my twenties. Um, again, it, it can vary. Um, you know, I think it's healthy. I mean, again, I was younger, so I didn't have that perspective, but I think it's healthy to just to be open. You know, if you are, I think it's good when you're younger to know how to be alone. Um, to not feel the need to be in a relationship so that if you are say single and maybe you're, you know, you and your college girlfriend or boyfriend broke up and you're just like, Oh, you know, this sucks. I, I thought we'd be together forever. And to not feel like you need to rush into a relationship just to have someone. I think a lot of people do that. Um, I mean, I've done that. Um, and so, and then that balance of, and then you go out, you meet people, you take people out, uh, you get to know, maybe you have some short-term relationships. Um, I think it's at that point to always just be open to meeting someone. There's never should be a time to say, well, I, I can't date you. I need to work on myself. I think you should always be able to work on yourself, even in a serious relationship. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, um, it feels so black and white to me to be like, yes or no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good generally if you can. You said you call it the hoe phase. I mean, it's just more, I think you just should be... I think I de- I'm a big believer in just kind of being actively out there and actively dating. Uh, whatever you want to call it uh, is is fine. And if you do settle down early, like uh, that, that's great too. Um, but I think more and more people are are feeling that pressure of like, well, I'm it's time to get married because I just graduated college. But you know, we, we still see that a lot. And I mean, I don't know. I didn't really figure myself out into my. Um, early thirties. I think most, more and more people are, are doing that. I think we're maturing slower as a, as a society. <laughs> yeah. There's just less response. I'd say so, man. Yeah. Uh, for that, and that's good and bad at the same time. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm 31. I feel like, you know, I've been single for the past like two years, call it. And it's, I, I'd be interested in your perspective here. It's like, I've been single for, for two years before that throughout my twenties, I always had serious girlfriends. So the three year relationship, two year relationship, two year relationship. And now it's like, I, 
I am open to meeting the right person, but I love being single. Like it's awesome to me. Just like I have that time. And there's a quote here that I liked about that. It says being single for a long time can be dangerous. Once you see how peaceful it is and how protective of your energy you become, it can be tough to go back. And like, sometimes I see that in my life. It's like, you know, remembering the the ups and downs, the drama, the, the tension, some of the frustrations of dating. It's like, uh, you know, what do you, sometimes I see a lot of people fall into this. Like they're just super comfortable being single. They, they want someone, but is it laziness? Is it protectiveness? Like how do you break free of that? Because it is, it's a great feeling. Yeah. It can be a little bit of everything. I mean, I relate to that a little bit. I mean, again, I think it goes kind of back to, um, I think we always, uh, we, we spend most of our twenties trying to live up to the expectations that we make for ourselves when we're teenagers, which is kind of bizarre when you think about it, but it's also really true. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a late teen, you have all these like, again, dreams and aspirations and plans for yourself. And then you get into your twenties and realize that some of that was probably not realistic, but yet you're weirdly are trying to make those things happen. <laughs> again, whether it's something is like, I'm going to be an assistant manager at, you know, some regional bank or, and drive a certain type of car. I mean, we all, we all do these things or settle down and get engaged and married. And, and for some people that works out for some people, it, it, it doesn't, but Hot, but we really bizarrely are setting the expectations for ourselves from like our teenagers. Yeah. Um, and I think if you aren't, if you don't settle down, if you, uh, to your point, you start making a little bit more money, you are in and out of relationships. And then if it doesn't work out, you become single in your late twenties. And again, you've, you've grown up, you have some perspective, you've had some ups and downs in relationships. Again, now you've made some money, you're getting, you're getting more comfortable in your own skin. And I think you are in that sense, a little bit more protective, uh, of just jumping into a relationship. I mean, when you're, when you're 21 and you meet someone and you feel those sparks, you're just like, I mean, I, I think I love you. Yeah. So I guess we should date, yeah. you know, because that's just what you do as soon as you like have some sparks fly with anyone. And then when you're 29 or 30 or whatever, you've had a few other relationships and maybe you've had some heartbreak. And at that point, it's like, well, you seem cool and we can hang out, but like, I don't know yet, you know? Yeah, and cool. so... Um, and then part of that is again, like maybe you're a little bit more protective of your time and your heart. And sometimes you just let, you just have that perspective of saying, I don't need to jump into this relationship. And there is a bit of a balance because now it's, you know, sometimes in our culture, we have a, a paralysis of choice with dating apps and social media and the access to all these, these people. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that real quick? Cause that was one of my questions. It's like, for me, dating apps are, it's a great validation, great ego thing. But then it's like, there's unlimited flavors and varieties. And like, I could literally swipe all day and never settle is like, how do you, how do you combat that knowing you could find somebody like, wow, this person's really interesting. I should explore this. But at the same time, this, this girl's really hot. And, you know, it seemed like we had a good time, like keep swiping. Like, how do you, how do you move past that grass is greener kind of Yeah, I mean, it can be tough. I think it's just kind of having the awareness of deciding what you really want, you know, you might, to your point earlier, like maybe you don't really want to settle down anytime soon. Uh, maybe you are enjoying, you know, you know what? I had girlfriends all through my 20s and I'm just going to, unless I get swept off my feet, I'm just going to, yeah, it's going to do my yeah. thing. You like live if, with intention. Yeah. yeah. And so if you, but if you do want to settle down, then you kind of have to decide, well, am I, what am I looking for? I mean, clearly, obviously something you're physically attracted to, but it can't just be a different look every time and then you start really thinking about your past relationships and you know what what were the things i really appreciate in that relationship and what are the things i thought i wanted a relationship but ultimately i realized i didn't care too much uh, about and so um part of it is just like you know from a dating standpoint if if you really want to be in a relationship you really got to follow through um you kind of have to if you're going to meet someone you really got to treat it like a, a mini relationship right. you know got to stop setting up other drinks with people yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, assuming that there's this person in front of you is like, you know what? I can, I, I want to get to know them. I think there's something there. And how do you really know if there's something there? You're constantly distracted by all these other options. And so uh, I think we're all guilty of sometimes not giving people a shot and therefore we're not giving our, our, our chance a shot to, to meet people because we're kind of, uh, pre-screening relationships. I know I do that. I mean, I do that a lot. So, yeah. yeah. What, how do you, one of the, the things that I, I find a lot of people doing, obviously I'm Mr. Mindset all day. It's like, you could think about being intentional and being self-aware, but a lot of times it's like, it's tough to do that. Do you think people 
unintentionally self-sabotage relationships for for various reasons and if so like how do you how do you combat that like one of the, the thing that prompted this question i was watching some some videos about you just to catch up on like kind of what happened on the bachelor and whatnot and you had a line you said to vanessa you said like you don't want to fight it anymore like do you think people unintentionally fight their like falling in love or moving forward or being committed like un and unintentionally they're self-sab they're sabotaging this with what they do maybe it's apps whatever and if so, like, how do you how do you become self aware enough to to fight that? Like, it sounds good in theory. It's like, yeah, I think sometimes you... it's just figuring out what you. I, I think you know, a lot of times my questions with Nick or when I ask people questions is that people say they want one thing, but they they in reality want something else. And so I think we're often not honest with ourselves of what we're actually wanting. And I think it's easier to look at our actions versus what we say to ourselves or to our friends of what we want kind of to figure that out um so yeah again the kind of the self so, i mean the self-sabotage i don't i don't know i mean uh sometimes it um i think again more it's more paralysis of choice it's you know at the end of the day, there is no perfect person type of thing and right. so if you had all these options it was just like i don't know pretty good i mean it's right. like you know snickers milky way yeah, i don't yeah. know yeah. it's like if I had to pick one, I don't want to pick one, you know? Right. Um, and I think we kind of, <laughs> yeah. we kind of do that with, uh, uh, the people we date. Right. So how do, how do we, how do we make better decisions then? Is there like, how do, how do we become more confident in the decisions that we make? I've done all these episodes on big dick energy and confidence and like how confidence comes from experience and also comes from intention and things like that. When it comes to dating, you know, you're coming off five or six relationships that didn't work out you're coming off five or six really shitty bumble dates that just went nowhere like you're, you're starting to lose hope like how, how, do you, how do you regain the confidence that one you're going to find someone and two you're going to make the right decision when it comes to yes or no towards the people that you're dating like how do you like yeah i mean I, for that? me i always kind of say like real people really show confidence when they show vulnerability i mean the um you know, big dick energy, small dick energy kind of stuff. You know, it's usually people who are, uh, I, I feel like the bigger energy is to kind of just not pretend that you don't have flaws or you don't have insecurities. And, uh, I'm not saying like you constantly are whining about the things that bother you, but you're not pretending, um, you're all that. And then in the sense that I think in dating and relationships, you know, let's assume we've, we've dated a few people and we've, had heartbreak or broken someone's heart and either way whether regardless of who's breaking up with who there's some some heartbreak there and i think people get afraid about wasting more time you know yeah. now people always be like oh well, we dated for three or four years and it's like well i mean you can you can keep making a bad bet or you can kind of get a new hand um but we we uh, we've we kind of feel like we're already invested so much and then subsequently when we are free of that relationship i think we are a little bit more protective of 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 wasting more time and so we we don't want to jump into things and i think you know having that confidence to say uh, this could also not work out but i'm not going to be afraid to to give it a shot if you really like someone you know as opposed to just being like eh, i don't really know and um i'm just gonna you know it's probably not going to work out and there's some there's uh some insecurities there and some lack of confidence by constantly uh not being available yeah, so, so one of the things that, that I noticed from spending a lot of time on the internet, Instagram quotes and things like that, is there's this whole mentality that, you know, you're men and women, women a lot too, like you're, you're a beautiful goddess, you're a 10, you're amazing, your personality is the best, like you're just an absolute amazing person, like you should never settle for someone who doesn't completely deserve you, like you need to find that, that perfect person who deserves you, who deserves your energy, your self-worth, all these amazing things about you, and it's kind of, I think that's absolutely true, of course you should find someone who deserves you, but like, what does that mean? There seems to be this like ego thing that like, you know, the, don't even look at that guy, like he doesn't deserve you, like how do you know if someone deserves you? Like what I, does that even mean? I don't really quite like that phrase of, yeah. I think people kind of use it almost a little too liberally of what they deserve. Usually you deserve as much as you're willing to give. Uh, and so if, uh, if you are, you know, and people don't often, uh, that's usually not as equal as they think they, they are. Uh, I don't think anyone deserves the world just because they're hot or they make a lot of money. 
but yet we we sometimes have a way of valuing those things um and so yeah i think in relationships you only deserve as much as you're willing to give um and so uh, I think some, I, what I've noticed a lot in, in the podcast and, and in my, you know, answering people's questions is I, th- I do think women have, uh, uh, a tendency to weirdly enough, uh, not for everyone, but, uh, to, they should do a better job of actually expecting more from themselves, um, and spend less time just trying to get guys to like them, um, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah. think sometimes women are always just, they want to find a guy who's that they like. And then, then they think, well, if I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z, he'll like me. And I think the people who are just willing to do, you know, they know what they're willing to do for a relationship with a person, but they also know how to kind of hold their partner accountable to say, well, like I, you know, I'm doing a lot and you're not doing it. You know, you can only do a hundred percent of your half. So, um, yeah, I don't like that phrase of like, I, I deserve X, Y, and Z, especially when you're, uh, like, you know, dating app or at a bar, just be like, why does there someone who looks a certain way or makes a certain living or whatever? It's just more, do you, are you compatible? And then in that relationship, you know, your actions with each other, it's, it's, it should be a lot of reciprocity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes back to what you're saying earlier. I think you can get to that point where you're, you're starting to look beyond things like looks and money and, and whatnot. Um, and, and know what you're willing to put on the table, know what you want to see on the table. And that comes after you, you focus on yourself. You mentioned it earlier, you said that, you know, you can date and focus on yourself at the same time. I think people oftentimes think that's mutually exclusive or they'll get in a relationship and all their self growth goes out the window. They just like forget about it. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you make that work? I, I, I feel like that's the same. I'm, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to date cause I'm, I'm still, you know, discovering things about myself. But like, what does that actually look like? Uh, it all depends. But even too, when people say things like deserve, you know, you might be dating someone and you're willing to do all these things and they didn't ask you to do it kind of thing. You know, well, I do X, Y, and Z and I deserve someone who loves me the way I love you. It's just like, you're probably right. You're true. True. But they don't. So <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Like you, I think people have to be honest with themselves about that. And so if you're someone who likes to do, you know, if again, talk, you know, talking about love languages, you know, sometimes people will, you know, express their feelings and love for a certain way and not feeling it like it's appreciated. And so, you know, you can fix that through communication and understanding each other, but you can't make someone love you the way you want to be loved. Um, hopefully you're communicating and finding, and that's when that, that's when it comes down to compatibility too. Um, and so, Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now 
guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, looking for a relationship or, or, or looking for that person, part of it is um, knowing what you want and then being honest with, honest with yourself throughout is like, is this the type of relationship I want? Or is it just, you know, I'm dating her because she's, I'm physically attracted to her, but like she kind of sucks, at least for me, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I don't, she doesn't value the same things I want. We don't do a good job of, of making each other feel like we're connected. And that's a part of is this compatibility. And I think sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves about what we are really valuing in relationships. For sure. Two questions. One, what is, what is your love language? Do you have a top guy? Uh, I think I'm pretty even with three of them. I don't, I know I'm not big with the gifts. Yeah. I don't, if someone gives me a gift, saying like, thanks, yeah. I guess. I don't. <laughs> uh, what's the other one? There's another one that uh, the the physical touch, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation. I think in words of affirmation, I'm pretty. Those three are pretty equal. Yeah. Uh, I don't. What's the fourth one? I do know that gifts acts acts of was it acts of service? Yeah, something like that. We should uh, we should reread that gifts, book. But yeah, it's, yeah, I don't really need you to do anything for me yeah i'm honestly i'm like i'm 100 percent words of affirmation not like being told how great i am just communicating i think yeah. that's like i don't know i just feel like everyone assumes things and like no one or like it's and i'm super guilty like it's it's we don't communicate what we feel and so you you just mentioned you were like you know a lot of the problems that would be solved by knowing what you want and communicating it. But then you also mentioned that earlier that not everyone's honest in communicating that. Like if you're meeting someone, you're like, Oh, this, this feels kind of right. And then you're communicating yourself. Like what kind of question can you ask them to see if you're on the same page, to see if you have the same values, to see if you're similar communication styles and know if they're being honest. <laughs> like, yeah, part of it is just kind of like getting used to talking to each other. I mean, that's, the, the art of conversation is kind of a lost art with, with text messaging and, and social media being what it is. But um, I think it really just kind of comes down to, you know, kind of checking in with yourself. I and mean, do you feel like you are uh, kind of emotionally nourished almost in a sense of like when you're in a relationship does. And if you don't, are you able to communicate with that person in a way that they understand? And is that something that they're willing to do? Or does it be like, I don't know, I don't. Uh, like I guess I'm just thinking out loud, but if I were to uh, to date someone who uh, cons, I mean, like I don't care about getting gifts, but if if someone I was dating loved giving gifts, I mean, I'm not big with it, but I'm like I could do that. It's like sure, if that makes you happy, sure, I'll 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 do that. Uh, I don't want to feel like I'm buying your love, but hey, you know, if if me just doing of thinking of you and going out of my way to to, to do nice things in a way of like, Oh, I got you something, but it's from the heart kind of thing. I could do that. So it's just a matter of, 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 of kind of communicating. I think there, there's no, I don't think there's any kind of magic, uh, questionnaire you, you find, but a lot of it's checking in with yourself, uh, about, uh, what you want and what you value. Um, and I think sometimes when you're young, we're younger, um, we like to jump in relationships and it's, it's hard to kind of decipher kind of the excitement of a new relationship versus like, are we really emotionally nourished? And when we're older, I think sometimes we, you know, become a little bit more hesitant and a little bit more like not necessarily jaded, but we, be, we almost have too much perspective, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're not willing to, uh, really get to know someone because we kind of, uh, you know, sometimes we we become more selfish. We become comfortable in our own skin. Um, we like the variety, uh, uh, all those things. And yeah. 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 I mean, I think being open-minded goes a long way. You'd be like, ah, shit, I've seen this before. Like, I'm, I'm going to guard myself here. But like a little sense of open-mindedness, optimism. I mean, I, I dated a girl, I remember, and like going back to the love languages thing, like at, she, 
any, I would like, I always just try to communicate in physical touch. Like that was what I thought she liked. But then I like a couple of times I would get her like a banana when I was at the, at the a coffee shop and she would go nuts. It was like the biggest sign that I loved her. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so like, <laughs> like, like either things are changing or whatever. But it was I like, can, it was I like, can keep giving you bananas, it was you know? the silliest thing in the world. These little small things. So I think, I think that, uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the things I'm looking at some of the questions that that people sent me, like, you know, say you're in your mid twenties, late to mid twenties, and like, you know, you, you're 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 open, you're 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 feeling in touch with yourself, you're you're understanding more and more what you want, but like, you just keep striking out. Like, maybe you're doing dating apps, maybe you're meeting in person, maybe people are setting you up, and it's just like L L L. Like, the question was, how do you not lose hope? when the hopelessness of finding someone seems overwhelming. I have friends who are like, this is like, man, like another shitty date, man, another guy who ghosted me, man, another relationship that went nowhere. Yeah. Like, it it can, can be overwhelming. It How can do be you, hard. I think yeah. if you feel like you're in that rut, you might want to take a step back and, you know, give yourself a timeout. Uh, I think we should always, um, uh, be easier on ourselves. I mean, the reality is, is again, kind of going back to dating culture and how it's evolved over the years. Um, and, you know, lots of times we would settle down based off of timing of where we were in our lives. I mean, you know, the divorce rate is, it is what it is for a lot of reasons, but my guess is probably because we would marry the wrong person because we just got, got married. I mean, uh, the maximum minus death, you know, but the maximum amount of people that you're going to uh, have a relationship with that won't fail is one. That's the most. You, can, you can't have more than one relationship that never fails. Short of, again, you get married and something tragic happens and you maybe love two people and the only reason it fails is because they died. But other than that, like relationships are hard. And finding that one person that you want to spend a lifetime with, if that is your ultimate goal. I mean, when you think about it that way, it sounds like a pretty big challenge and so we should we should take it easy on ourselves and i think sometimes we get in this rut of trying to uh, figure out the rest of our lives as soon as possible which is also a bit counterintuitive you know i'm like it's like oh, i'm 28 and i haven't found my guy yet or my girl yet it's just like well if you find him tomorrow and let's assume you're you know you live long that's like that's like 50 years with someone that's i don't i don't care who that person is or how compatible you are like 50 years is a long time and so I guess what I'm saying is um, don't be such in a rush to figure out the rest of your life. And if you are, listen, if you feel like you're striking out all the time, that problem is probably you. I mean, the, the, the one constant in that equation is, is, is you. And that could just be, and my gut would tell me in most of these situations is that you're, most of the people you're chasing and striking out with are people you don't even really like that much would be my guess. But I think sometimes people make the mistake of, that desperation of wanting to meet someone so, so bad that they, they really stop um, thinking about what they want in relationships and, and what they value and, and what they want to receive in relationships. And they're, they're focused on, well, I'm willing to do this and I'm willing to do that. And I'm willing, I'm like, I'm a prize to be won and I'm, I'm willing to do all this. Why doesn't anyone love me? Well, I think that you have the wrong you know mindset. Yeah, so to speak. I agree, man. Yeah. I think, you know, we need to, check our ego. And I think a lot of the times we like get coerced and desperate is because I talk about this outside of dating is this idea of highlight reel versus behind the scenes and dating. You're looking at someone else's highlight reel is your friend Becky got engaged or your friend Rebecca just found a new boyfriend or vice versa. But your behind the scenes is strike out, strike out, ghosted, whatever. But you don't realize that everyone else has had the same behind the scenes. And so you get in your head so much about your failure and you're the only one and you're alone and what is wrong with you? And then it's just like becomes overwhelming and that's because you're, you're, you're so coerced by what you're seeing. Do you, do you find that to be true? Totally. I mean, I think everyone has their own bullshit and we, again, have become more and more self-involved and I think, um, everyone feels sorry for themselves. Um, yes. So if you do feel sorry for yourself, I guess you can find comfort in the fact that, you know, everyone has those moments of self-doubt and, and, and things like that. And your friends who are in relationships have their own problems too. Um, you know, again, like, you know, don't, don't, you don't want to be in such a rush to figure out, you know, there's no prize for, for doing it first. You know, you know, I understand that like, it's fun when you're 
in your 20s you have this group of friends and everyone kind of settles down right around the same time and it's fun to be like oh we're all have kids around the same time and, and great if it happens but like just make sure it's with the right person yeah. and not just because like your your uh, kids that you don't have anymore get to go to first grade together they might hate each other you know i don't know maybe your kids won't get along you know um uh, and so but we we weirdly make a lot of choices based off the idea of things and, and kind of having this picturesque life. And I think that often results in um, sometimes making choices we wouldn't otherwise make if we were just kind of comfortable with letting things play out. Yeah. What do you, I mean, you mentioned self-doubt there. I'm, I'm curious as, as candid as you're willing to be like, what's like, what's dating like for you or like what's dating like in LA for you? Like people look to me as case, this guy who's got everything figured out, but I have, you know, a ton of frustrations and struggles there. And I'm sure you do as well. I think a little perspective there might be helpful for people. I mean, you give amazing advice. You're very centered and self-aware, but like, what's, what's well, that I mean, process? It's easy to give advice when you're not emotionally invested, but, uh, you know, for myself, it, it can be, I think dating's hard everywhere. Certainly LA has its challenges, but I, I go back to without like I, I'm choosing to live here. There's good people everywhere. There's bad people everywhere. They're, name me the city where someone's like, you've got to move here. It's amazing to date. Right. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah. I've it's never. utopia for dating. Just like, I don't know. Like five, five girls that I could easily marry tomorrow. They're all amazing. I just don't know what to do. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, most of my dating problems probably come from me in a sense of trying to figure out. And again, I've, Kind of to your point when we, we talked earlier, I've probably gotten a little too comfortable in my own space, in my own skin, in my own schedule. And, um, you know, harder and harder for me to figure out, well, what's the difference between this person and this person? And like, you know, um, I probably make the mistake of, of, of not wanting to waste my time so I don't really uh, try with anyone, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like... You know, uh, I think sometimes we make the mistake of trying to replicate those feelings we had in our uh, in our twenties. It's just not, unfortunately, it's like not going to be the same. Yeah. I think we just fall in love differently in different stages of our lives. I mean, I, I'll never be able to replicate the feelings I felt for my first girlfriend when I was like, I, I, I love you. I don't, I don't know why. I don't even know what this is, but I like, guess yeah. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and that's funny and exciting, and it's it's scary, but also it makes you feel like it's really sincere and earnest because you truly are like, you're like, I'm literally losing my mind. Um, and it's harder to do, and I don't quite honestly know if I ever really want to feel that way because some of it is just kind of that lust kind of feelings, and so. Yeah. I mean, I make all the same mistakes as other people do. Yeah. What's, that's a good question. What's the, like, how do you know, this is, how do you know if it's love or lust? Like that's a, for guys, I mean, that's tough. It's like you're, you, you're looking for initial physical attraction and like sometimes it gets confusing. Which one is it? Are you, are you forcing emotional attraction because you're physically attracted? I mean, I mean, to simplify it, I think for guys, it's like, do you care about what they have to say when you don't want to sleep with them? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, after you slept with them, if you still find them compelling and you want to hang out with them with sex not being on the table, um, then that that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, it's harder for guys to... I think it's different. For, men and women obviously are different that way, but it's sometimes guys get very confused about their intentions uh, if they're physically attracted to uh, someone. Um <laughs> And they're like, I, I mean, I, I will do anything for you. And they, they, they're earnest and they believe it. And they're not, you know, uh, I think that's why sometimes it's, you, you need to be careful with uh, uh, the words you say to people when you're dating early on, um, you know, because you don't want to, you know, make them feeling like you're falling in love with them if you, if you don't really know what that relationship is yet, you know, so you can take it slow. Um, especially, you know, you know, I'm just only speaking for more like the hookup culture where like, it's pretty common now to meet someone, maybe go on a date or two. And if there's a physical attraction, you know, you're hooking up pretty quickly. Right. Um, other people might be different. If you're dating someone, it's like a two or three month process. Like generally speaking, I don't think much is going to change if, um, if you end up sleeping with them and you already really enjoyed them. Right. Um, but I also don't believe that in the, uh, waiting just because you think you're going to get judged. I mean, if you uh, if you wait a week or two versus two to three weeks, uh, if they enjoy having sex with you, they won't have sex with you again. And if if it was like fine, they may not want to. 
yeah. they may realize, well, okay, well, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not going to change whether right. you yeah, wait a week yeah, or two. What's the, the difference there? Um, but if you if you don't want to sleep with someone because you really want to get to know people and you and you really, you know, then do that. But like waiting a week or two versus three night dates versus seven dates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that makes much of a difference. Yeah, I, honestly, I think that if you really want to get to know a guy. This is going to sound weird that like hooking up will open them up, you know, because like I feel like I'm so much more vulnerable after hooking up because I it's like your cloud. You could think and you could be more honest all, before it, that. You're it, just like, it, you're, it just depends. Yeah. It just it really just depends. But I don't think for the most part uh, making them wait is going to make them like you more. Um, and if 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 you hook up with a guy. And let's say you've been on four or five dates and he seems different afterwards. He probably would have done that after the eighth date, right. you know, because you, how can you, how, how quickly or how well can you know anyone after a month or two? Right. right? Um, and so if you're someone who does, like I said, wants to wait and you really want to say, I'm not sleeping with someone before I really know them as a person. And we have a, a really, uh, strong foundation that could take months, maybe longer to really, you know, so that sex isn't like it's it that's not going to change the foundation of a relationship but like three dates versus five dates seven dates yeah. like, yeah, it's just, you just playing know. silly numbers games uh, so in everyone's different what the hell they value sex and, and what's important to them but sometimes we overcomplicate yeah for sure and you know we make stupid decisions when it, when that's on the top of your mind so i, I want to ask one more question and then we'll wrap this up but kind of along with everything I, uh there's a popular blogger and author, Mark Manson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He wrote that book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Super popular. It's that orange cover. Um, he's got this theory um, or philosophy. I don't know if it was in there or just on his blog. It's called The Fuck Yes or Fuck No Theory. It's like when it comes to dating, if you can get to a point where you're introspective enough to talk to someone, to get to know to some, someone briefly and then check in your head, is it, is it fuck yes? Or if, it, if in your head, are you excited? Is that person like, wow, yes, fuck yes. And if it's not that, then it's fuck no and you move on. Like to be, like to be able to make these snap decisions, these gut reactions to people as best you can, like that's the way to navigate dating and i feel like a lot of people gravitate towards this you know you were just i feel like we're on similar levels here like i'm super comfortable right now and i i delude myself into being like uh, it's not a, it's not a fuck yes so i guess it's a no and that's because i'm comfortable with myself so i i'm, I'm not i'm not looking for a fuck yes i'm not attracted to that that that, that type can of be answer. i don't know i don't know if i buy into that i think that can be a real dangerous way of operating uh, well again like if, if you're talking about like just as guys, I mean, we're, we, we kind of lead with our physical attraction a lot. And so <laughs> if you meet someone who like, again, people can be very charming at first. People, so there are some people who make great first impressions and some people who don't uh, make good first impressions. But those two, you know, how they are as people might be drastically different. You know, that person who might be just like slightly awkward when they meet new people, but you know, once they get really comfortable, they're really great and they open up or the other person who's just like really charming at first, but they're kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then you like, and then you are physically attracted to them. So if you're walking around being like, fuck yes or fuck no, like you can really, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, especially I feel like that's a dangerous way of operating and, uh, in the culture that we have is making snap judgments. I think we do it a lot. Um, I think we're all guilty of doing that a lot, but how do you really know someone? I mean, yeah, listen, at the end of the day, like I'm pretty, I think I'm selective and picky enough that like, I'm not, I'm comfortable with being alone. I'm, I'm comfortable with, uh, uh, I don't need someone to Netflix and show with on a Sunday. I don't need someone to, to the go to the farmer's market with. And so if I really want to spend time with you, then, I really enjoy you. And so like short of like being so needy that you're like willing to say yes to like just having company, um, then I, you know, I would say if there's an interest there, maybe every day you check in and say fuck yes or fuck no, but I don't know, snap decisions, especially for guys who are clouded by the judgment of like how, how much of it do I just want to sleep with them? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. You don't really know until you slept with them. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, yeah. uh, and again, this is based off the idea that you are hooking up in the first couple of weeks. Because right. how do you really know that person? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I, yeah, there's 
dating and relationships, I feel like there's so much advice. There's so many people telling you things like that. So many people talking about taxi light theory. It's like at the end of the day, and to just kind of wrap it up here, you know, you and I are talking about being as self-aware as possible, not leaning into these ideas that there's certain things that make someone deserving of your attention. And really, like, like everything comes back to you. Like there's, there's, it's not black and white. You're not, it's not, you're not open for business or closed for business. Like if you can get to a stage where you're self-aware enough to know your shortcomings and to have an idea of what you're looking for, like that's like the best way to approach dating. It's, it's not falling into these traps of yes or no, or like some equation that needs to be matched. And I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, what we're seeing on social media or or what advice your friends are giving you, (laughs) like aren't living it, like. Yeah, advice from friends can be can be dangerous too. Um, you, you know, everyone's willing to give an opinion. Yeah, I mean, which is, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I think no, trying to figure out what holding ourselves accountable for the things that we really want, I think, is probably a great way to to start. Um, uh, you know, and if you find yourself complaining about not getting what you want, again, maybe even more time to look with with within. You know, you can't have, uh, if you're going to be picky, that's great. If you're going to have high expectations, that's great, but that's going to make it more and more challenging. And then that's fine. Don't complain about it. Um, and, uh, also be comfortable with not needing someone all the time, you know, and then, you know, give yourself a break. Yeah. No, I dig that, man. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. I mean, I think that's it that you want to talk about the relationship mindset. It's holding yourself accountable. If something is going wrong, or, you know, you're, you're not progressing, you know, don't, don't play the blame game. Take a look at yourself, hold yourself accountable for the decisions you're making and what you're looking for. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thanks for well, fun. Thanks for coming on. So that's it guys for this episode. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in and uh, checking this out. I'd love it if you'd share this episode when you do tag myself at case.kenny tag Nick in it as well. I appreciate you all. And until next episode, I'm out. up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer ba-da-ba-ba-ba In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.